Hey, what's the business, man? This your boy, J-Mail Price, man. And I'm bringing you the greatest hits episodes, you know? And shouts out to ATF Paper Chasers Podcast, baby, that's being streamed on 40 different plus platforms. You hear me? It's going down. And we about to get on some more TV apps, you know what I'm saying? You can catch me on Plex TV app, man. It's like over 60 million downloads on there. So, shit, I got to put my bid in, you hear me? And, um... Gotta give a shout out to Juju Ramos, you know what I'm saying? And y'all can follow her website at JuanitaRamos.com. J-U-A-N-I-T-A-R-A-M-O-S.com. Or you can follow her on Instagram, man. I am J-U-J-U-R-A-M-O-S. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can follow her, man, for real, though. And she got it going on because she been in the blogging thing and she been on the red carpet. This ain't nothing new to her, man, for real, though. So, you know, she finna get into the podcasting game. So y'all be on the lookout for her. Her name is in the picture and her information is in the description part of the episode. So, yeah, man, y'all check out these greatest hits. J-Mail keep coming with it, baby. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, man, this your boy J-Mail Price, you heard me, I'm back in this thing, and um, I'm here to talk about the whole concern of everybody else with Jay-Z partnering with the NFL. And um, I'm here to get with you. You know what I'm saying? J-Mail Price is known to spit the truth. And I am here to help you people understand where I'm coming from. So, if you don't understand... That's neither here nor there with me, but I'm going to tell you what's real, you know. That's neither here nor there. But I, for one, am not a millionaire. I'm just a thousandaire, you know. I don't have a million dollars in the bank. I only have five digits in the bank. That man, I I can't tell a millionaire what to do with their money. You know what I'm saying? And for the most part, I have been following Jay-Z's career. And when I was coming up and growing up, I'm going to be honest to you. Eminem was my favorite rapper. I wasn't ready for Jay-Z lyrics back then. He was like, I was up on the young, rowdy, Master P and hold down south and you know listening to what a real listening to what people had to say you know and over the years I have grown to see Jay-Z's growth 
because he's outlasted everybody in the music industry and he's still going so I had to take in the truth that this man must know what the fuck he's talking about when he says everybody want to be whole but whole still alive and whole still going I didn't want to be like him I admired how he handled business from afar you know what I'm saying Okay, if everybody's familiar with the thing with the NFL, everybody is mad that the NFL has blackballed Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee. I salute Colin Kaepernick for taking a stand for what he believes in and what he will not stand for. I salute any man that takes a stand for what he believes in. He kneeled during the national anthem when everybody was supposed to be standing up with they man, I don't even know how to do the national right hand over the heart or the salute while everybody's doing it. I ain't done the national anthem. I ain't participating in the national anthem since I was in high school, so forgive me. You know, I, it ain't that I was being rebellious. I just was on my own shit. But we not finna stray away. We finna stay on topic. Colin Kaepernick was blackballed for that particular reason. And when it comes to standing up for what you believe in, when you are in an organization with people that stand for something else, you either blood in or blood out. Being blackballed comes with the territory of being blood in or blood out. You either follow what the people that you work under got going on or you can't stand with us I get that I'm not saluting it and I'm not shooting it down but I do know the root of being blood in or blood out and whoever's thinking small minded right now think I'm talking about gang affiliation Think what you want to think. Shit, they even more true with the shit. You either blood in or blood out. In the professional level, you get blackballed. Your employment gets terminated. And on the streets, if you ain't blood in, you blood out. You're getting shot down. Okay. That comes with the territory of not standing for what your people that you are under believes in. You get blackballed. Ain't no way around it. You know what I'm saying? So, earlier, probably yesterday or somewhere in the middle of the week, Jay-Z partnered with the NFL. And... 
Twitter, all social media blasted Jay-Z because they feel like, oh, is he a savior or a sellout? First of all, no grown ass man should get on social media talking about another nigga should be their savior in the first place. I want to go there. You know what I'm saying? And second of all, what another nigga does with his money is none of your fucking business unless you are helping him invest in it. Unless you are helping him invest in getting in the door with the NFL or you give him the money and he just take it to the NFL, you didn't know what he was going to spend it on or whatever. I'm pretty sure he didn't even have to spend no money. Because shit, he has enough to sit with the billionaires now. That's the status that this man has worked to get himself in tune with. So... From what I was seeing, that everybody just want to have something to say. That, dude, if you don't have this or that, you could talk and say what you want, but what are you doing? What are you doing? You, everybody boycotted and protested when the Super Bowl was down here in Atlanta with Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? And he went the other way with the shit on his own benefit. If you niggas was following your own fucking path and wondering, stop wondering about what leak, what lead you should follow, you wouldn't be worried about Jay-Z. Y'all niggas sitting out here worried about, oh, who gonna be my president? Motherfucker, if you get off your ass and start doing shit just like Jay-Z doing, and I'm gonna get into that. If you get on your own shit, you wouldn't worry about who the fuck the president. Just do you. Just do you. That's the whole core of the whole thing. The whole root of just living. Doing you instead of worrying about who should I follow. You wouldn't be mad at Jay-Z spending his money and linking up with who he want to link up with. You shouldn't worry about who the fuck he's selling out or, oh, he ain't our savior no more. He partnering with the enemy. Let me tell y'all the business, man. Again, being blackballed for what you stand for comes with the territory. Jay-Z didn't banish motherfucking Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick banished Kaepernick. Real talk. When you stand up for something, you got to be willing to lay your life down for it. He did that. He's the sacrificial lamb for that. To be honest with you, he's Jay-Z's savior when it comes to that. He opened niggas' eyes 
to be like, okay, and I caught this shit months when the shit happened. I said, you know what? Jay-Z gonna get involved. And he's gonna step in with the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Some type of way. And by fucking golly, nobody listens to me. And I know that I'm on the right train. But then again, I'm preaching to the wrong motherfuckers. I said that Jay-Z was going to get his foot in the... It's going to open niggas' eyes like Jay-Z. P. Diddy, all them. And they're going to do something about it. While we just sitting out here talking about it. And mind you, in order to make a change for you people that are following Jay-Z's lead, and I, I'm, I'm not knocking y'all. Do y'all. But I'm telling you, I'm going to be the first to say it. You have to make the people fear what you do in the first place so they can feel you later. It ain't going to be easy. Just like with Kaepernick. He feared. Well, people probably feared that he would be blackballed because of what he done but somebody has to kick the door down take the shot so the rest of the people can come bomb rush that's how it happens that's how it happens somebody has to be the sacrificial lamb for a change Somebody has to take the bullet first for kicking the door down. And just so happened, Jay-Z is in like the black Klansman. He is in there with the people. Now, even after him partnering with the NFL on the strategic musical end, he's now gonna be part owner of one of the NFL teams. They didn't release it, but TMZ is a very reliable source. They didn't release that, but that's all he needed to be in the fucking door. So now he can't be out. He's in. Once you are in, that's all it takes to make a change. You know what I'm saying? Just like that movie, The Black Klansman. Roll with the people. The naysayers probably have something to say, but once you make a change for the people, they'll feel you even more. Kanye could have did this shit with Trump. Kanye really was on to something, like real shit. Folks do not realize this. You get in, but he couldn't stick to his guns. He was worried about what people were saying. Bruh, people thought you were crazy from the beginning, but your, your albums are always number one. Your album's always been number one. You know what I'm saying? You got to stick to your guns and stop worrying about what the people say. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z is sticking to his guns and 
going on. Just like with title, he was about to throw title away. But he stuck with his guns and look, title is fucking flourishing. It's doing his thing. That's what a real businessman does. He get in the door and make this shit work. You know what I'm saying? Versus everybody just sitting back listening and consuming the negativity of the shit. You wouldn't know. But then when the fireworks go off, everybody gonna say, oh, it's beautiful. But you don't want to go through the struggle and sit back and see what a nigga's on to because your mind hasn't thought outside of the realm of a nigga taking a chance. You got to be able to take a chance and do what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I salute Jay-Z as a person more nowadays. You know what I'm saying? He probably still not my favorite rapper. But I salute the business moves that he's been making half of my life. Yes, Jay-Z been around most of my life. And all he rap about is getting money and making money. He has not changed his flow up once. His whole life was about making money and moving shit, making power moves. And he's been applying this. He ain't just been talking about it. He's been doing it. Nobody saw him coming. Nobody really was a fan, but everybody wants to be a hater when he's actually doing something. That's what kill me about people too. Nobody's your fan, but once you in the spotlight and start doing something, niggas your hater first. But then again, they got to hate you to run out of reasons why they don't even know why they hate you. And eventually they'll love you. You know what I'm saying? That's real talk, man. So you niggas that Look at who you are. Because I'm looking at who I am. I can't judge the man. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what he's doing. But I'm telling you, I'm just painting the picture. He's making a fucking change. He's getting up doing something about it. Even if y'all, even if we don't understand, well, I understand. I see where he's going with it. Even if everybody doesn't understand, he's still making the move that he wants to make. You know, and it ain't for me to judge because Jamel going to do Jamel just like Jay-Z doing Jay-Z. Stop following niggas. Look from afar, salute them, and keep it moving. So you won't have to say, oh, is he still our savior or is he a sellout? It kills me to hear 
grown ass men talk like that. Or even better yet, it hurts me to see a black man ask another black man, give back to the community. It's it's a beautiful thing for a person to give back to the community, but when a grown man have to go ask another grown man, it is disgraceful. Give me some. Give me some. That's just like a nigga standing at the corner store asking for a quarter. Man, buy me a beer. Buy me a beer. That's just, I hate it. Stand on your own too, man. Do your shit, man. Don't fall a damn nigga. That's whole shit, man. Real talk. And he said that in a song too. Come to think about it. Forgive me for my outer body. You know what I'm saying? I'm just ran. But it's making sense. Stay out of another nigga's pockets. Do you, man. What Jay-Z is doing is probably going to benefit you more. If you keep following him, just stay alone for the ride. Because if you 40 years old saying, oh, is he out saving and out sell out? Yeah. Riding riding another nigga's coattail suits you for the rest of your life. So just ride up as a nigga that's not riding this coattail. I'm telling you, he's making the right move for him. So continue to follow him. You know what I'm saying? And if you like what you heard, you're more than welcome to send $1 to J-A-Y-M-E-L-P-R-I-C-E to my cash app. Again, J-Mail Price. J-A-Y-M-E-L-P-R-I-C-E. Send it to my cash app. You're more than welcome. Again, stand on your own too and do your shit, man. Don't follow a damn nigga. That's whole shit, man. And I'm Audi. Audi 5000, baby. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's your boy J-Mail Price, and I'm back, baby, you know what I mean, and, um, yeah, reporting to you live from South Atlanta, baby, ATL Paper Chasers Podcast, you know, and I would like to get right into the shits, but right now, I would like for y'all to stop what you're doing and go follow Jessica Ross, you know what I'm saying, real talk, man, for real, um, her Instagram name is ATL Chef Bubbles. A T L C H E F B U B B L E S. Yes, you got it. You know what I'm saying? And um I really appreciate her for reaching out when I made the post and wanted to be on five of my episodes. So yeah, of course I'm gonna shout her name out for five episodes. You know, she gave me the permission and Shit, I like what she do. Shit, honestly, shit, she's a phenomenal person from what I see on her post. So, of course, I'm going to shout out, you know, in five for the next five episodes, you know. So, um, 
Yeah, man, we finna get right into it, though. About my story. Which led from Mississippi to Atlanta. Pertaining to Hurricane Katrina devastation, you know? And, um, it's real, man. Dude, it, it was like the scariest time of my fucking life, you know what I'm saying? I could... Because we normally have hurricanes in Mississippi from New Orleans and it affects us. We just get a lot of flood waters, you know what I'm saying, and all that. And um, I just, this particular time, it had really fucked with me, like dead serious. I was, shit, having the time of my life, you know what I'm saying? My parents had just divorced. I was going through a lot of shit mentally. And I was just coming back from Chicago to move back to Mississippi. And then I thought about it, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit, when I used to see them Atlanta videos, I said, man, them dudes down there in Atlanta, they getting money, they got women, and everybody smiling. It ain't like down here in Mississippi and Louisiana and Arkansas and Memphis, you know? And um, I just was like, damn, I got to get out there. I was just talking about it. But, you know, I'm thankful for Hurricane Katrina lighting that fire under my ass. You hear me? Because without that, I wouldn't be in the position that I am today. I'm not in the best position, but I ain't in the worst. I promise you that. You know what I'm saying? And um, let's get right to it, man. I was... At work, man, we go. I had to go back and forth to work. I didn't have a job before this, so I was used to just making money, selling pills, and selling my CDs. Like, yeah, I used to rap. And then I said, I need to get a job because this money is looking good, but shit, I can do the same thing that I'm doing if I had a job. I could be able to interact with people. So, yeah. We was at work one day, man, for real. After the hurricane, going back and forth. Shit, we were suffering it too. And then four tour buses pulled up to the small town, Cleveland, Mississippi, which was 40 minutes away from where I stayed in Greenville, Mississippi. You know? And um, there was... We was expecting a slow morning because we had just got word that everything coming from New Orleans, because, you know, me working at Popeye's, being the manager of Popeye's, I didn't have a truck to check in. We had to work with what we had. And we were selling breakfast, but we discontinued it because all of our stuff came from Homer, Louisiana, which is south of New Orleans, like southwest of New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? In the swamp swamp, you hear me? So um, all those people got off that bus, man, and they it was very heartbreaking. You know, they was talking amongst each other, and we didn't expect that. We was like, then my man my store manager came out the back he didn't know what the fuck was going on we were so in shock that these buses pulled up and so many people had got off of these buses 
And we was like, damn, we flooded too. But shit, these people really trying to look for somewhere to go and somewhere to eat. They ain't gonna find no hotel to keep all their ass here, but hopefully, shit, they find somewhere they can go. We didn't realize the devastation that these people was going through. Because shit, some of us, Mississippi, northern Mississippi people was moving out. Shit, we three, four hours away from New Orleans from where I stay at, you know. So, of course, yeah, we caught some of that. But not as heavy as them, you know what I'm saying? So, I was like, shit, it was just another rainy, floody day to us. And um, we was, when they came in, they was crying, you know, looking for something to eat. And they had money, they was willing to pay and I said, Derek, um, dude, what we gonna do, man? For real, though, some of these people don't even have money to eat. You know what I'm saying? Um, what we gonna do? He say, give them a 5% discount. I say, nigga, Popeye's chicken high as fuck, man. What is a 5% discount? You know what I'm saying? And shit, you know. We had our words, but we served the people, you know, and um, I went home that night, but I went home through a minor little, some more hurricane rains and all this, you know, and I came back the next day, Hurricane Rita was coming through, and I was closing the store down, you know, I was working second shift on up to closing hours and the the rain and the winds were so fucking high that you know my employees started getting scared they was like you know um Jamel I know you got a far way to drive home I know you got 40 minutes to drive home you know we should close the store down you know and one of the employees, because, you know, it was a small town. Everybody knew everybody. And one of the employees personally called the store manager, Derek. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, Derek, we got to go home, man, for real. Because this wind and these rain is steady closing in harder. And the windows are shaking. And we was like, you know, and I guess he had told her to give me the phone. And I talked to him, and he said, Jamel, the employee's scared, you know what I'm saying? And you hurry up and get home, too, since you got a far, far way to drive, you know what I'm saying? And um, Or, shit, you can stay at the store as long as you want to, because, you know, it's dangerous out here, man. I'm talking about it was dangerous, man. Everybody was off the streets, and um, we was... It, it was wild out there. And for the most part, I sent everybody home. But shit, I'm scared too. I'm, and, and I'm thinking like, damn. I, I got the father's distance to go. And um, shit, when I closed, you know, it was so scary. The employees hugged me and prayed with me. I, I wasn't a religious person, but they prayed for me, holding my hand, and said, you know, they wish that I make it home safe, you know, 
I didn't know they cared about me like that, but shit, that was heartwarming to me and all that shit. I love that, you know? But for the most part, man, when I got my ass on that road, the winds were shaking that look, that motherfucking Crown Vic police interceptor motor that I had, man. And I'm talking about, I was driving, I promise you, 40 miles for 30 miles per hour for 40 miles. So it took me a minute to get home. I was like, damn, I should turn around and go back. But then I looked back. Nigga, all the lights had went out in that poor ass little town. I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? You know what I'm saying? And I said, no, or shit. I'm not even from around here. I don't know nobody out here. I'm just the manager at Popeye's, you know what I'm saying? So I might as well keep rolling, you know what I'm saying? And once I, it looked like, and mind you, again, down Highway 61 to 82 was 40 minutes, you know what I'm saying? And um, the more I drove, I said, man, I got to pick up the pace a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And... It looked like niggas was throwing buckets of water, buckets of water, buckets of water on my motherfucking windshield. And I'm talking about I had those Rain X motherfucking windshield wipers, man. And that that shit was not working, cuz. And it was so fucking dark and rainy out there. You couldn't see nothing but rain. You know what I'm saying? No lights, no nothing. Mississippi straight cornfield. You know what I'm saying? You can barely see the road. You can barely see the reflectors and the yellow lines in the road. So, and um, I was like, damn, now nah, I need to start slowing down a little bit, man. You know what I'm saying? And then my car almost went off the fucking road because the winds had got that heavy. And I just stopped and I motherfucking cried for a minute. I said, damn, man, I ain't never been scared in my fucking life. As I was there, I done went through a windshield of an F-150, but I was sleeping drunk at that time, so of course I didn't, wasn't scared of that shit, I just woke up on the hood of the truck, you know what I'm saying, it was real shit, but no, this here, I was conscious and awake to see this. You know what I'm saying? Hurricane Rita brought its own storm on up to Memphis. Even Memphis got flooded. And um we was I was like I cut my radio down. I stopped my car completely cuz nobody was on the road behind me. Nobody coming south going toward the storm. You heard me? And I said I I, I folded my hands and I said God I know I have been openly saying that I don't believe in you I'm really sorry at this time I'm really sorry but if you could please get me home for the rest of these 38 miles I promise you, I'm going to be better. I'm going to stop sipping lean. I'm going to stop clowning. You heard me? Lean is permethazine cough syrup. 
Yeah, I was on that shit heavy. But I promised to the Lord that day that I was going to believe in him. And I said, if you get me home, I promise you I will have more faith and I will start believing in you. And I will never sip syrup again a day in my life if I can get back at least to Washington County. You know what I'm saying? Without me without me flying in one of these goddamn cotton fields, which was flooded with nothing but water. It started looking like oceans, I'm assuming. But shit, the more my fucking I brighten my lights, the worse my vision got. And I just had to stop. But I said, no, I'm not finna stop. I'm finna keep going toward the storm until I get home. It took me three hours to make a 40-minute trip. But I fucking made it. And the rain did not slack up, not one bit. But it was meant for me to get home and get off lean and fucking changed my fucking life, man, you know what I'm saying, and I was, I said, I promise you, I'll try to do better, my faith might not come overnight, but somebody is up there, and somebody heard me, and somebody guided me through that hell of a fucking storm, because I didn't do that on my own, you heard me, so... That, that was one of the scariest times of my fucking life because people was dying coming up and down them roads, man, traveling from from New Orleans to North Mississippi, and I'm traveling from north, farther north of Mississippi coming toward the storm, you know? And I just said, I promise you, I'm going to be better. I promise you, I'm going to be fucking better. You know what I'm saying? And when I got home, I started making me a plan to get to Atlanta and get away from my syrup dealer. And I have been off that shit for 15 years now. I ain't sipped syrup in 15 years. I ain't even looked at rubber tussing. And rubber tussing ain't even the actual syrup, but still. Shit, I, I'm talking about my syrup habit was so bad when I couldn't get to that, I get the rubber tussing. I cut it all out because I needed to get through the storm. It was my destiny to get through that storm, man. And I'm glad to be here and I'm glad for y'all listening to me and y'all keep on listening to me you know what i'm saying and i really appreciate everybody man for real though so any storm y'all got to run into ain't no way out of it but through it you hear me the only way out of a storm is go through it do you hear me real talk you know what i'm saying and that's why i fluently say I don't run from the storm. I run to it to get through it. And I live that shit and I die by that shit, man. For real, though. So, yeah, man. Give another shout out and go follow 
Jessica Ross on her Instagram page, ATL Chef Bubbles. ATL C-H-E-F-B-U-B-B-L-E-S. Follow Jessica Ross, man, for real. She cooking up that real shit in Atlanta. You hear me? She's a real certified chef. She got a license and all that. So fuck with her, man. For real, though. And um, if you like what you heard, you know, follow. I mean, send a dollar to my cash app. J-A-Y-M-E-L-P-R-I-C-E. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to start giving back and doing donations. And download the episodes, you know what I'm saying, you don't even have to listen to the whole thing, just download it, and listen to it later, I really would appreciate it, you know what I'm saying, that's more than any donation to me, you know what I'm saying, it's absolutely free, ATL Paper Chases Podcast, J-Mail Price is the business, I've been the business, always gonna be the business, baby, yeah, we out, yeah.